Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Hi-de-ho, everybody. Joel Cheeseman here. Listen, we have a special guest today. Uh, we have Mike Durney, uh, CEO of DHI Group, which encompasses DICE. So stick around. We're going to hear a quick ad and uh, talk about good stuff. Google. Lever. Intello. Monster. Jibe. What do these companies and hundreds of others have in common? They all use sovereign technology. Some use our software to help people find the perfect job, while others use our technology to help companies find the perfect candidate. Sovereign has been the global leader in recruitment intelligence software since 1996, and we can help improve your hiring process, too. We'd love to help you make a perfect match. Visit Sovereign.com, S-O-V-R-E-N.com, for a free demo. Here we go. Here we go. Chad, if, if you had told me four months ago when we started this thing that we'd get the CEO of Dice on the line, I wouldn't have believed you. Yeah, I guess uh, when you when you start talking about uh, companies like Dice and we ask the question and we ask the question because we did on, on our podcast. And this is really, I think, a response to we asked the question, oh, is Dice running out of gas? And, and Mike and team wanted to get on here and say, you know, no, we're not running out of gas. So we want to have we want to have some time. We want to have some some quality time with Mike today. So this is stuff. Let's let's uh, say hi to Mike, everybody. Hey, Mike. Hey, good morning, guys. <laughs> now he's on the West Coast, but I know he's on like his fifth cup of coffee, so he should be ready to uh, to tangle with us. I'm ready. Um, I'm ready. So Chad's chomping at the bit. Chad, you want to start off? Yeah, so right out of the gate, you know, we we started talking about dice and and really some drops of, that we've seen over the over the past year or so. Uh, and I mean, our first conversation was, "What the heck does dice do?" And we actually talked about the divesting that you, I think, a few weeks after we had the conversation, actually had. So um, there's a press release came out May third. You guys are looking to DHIs, looking to, to divest in e-financial careers, clearance jobs, rig zone, and there's a there there's a, a list of others. Um, the focus is now going to be primarily on dice and technology, being the enabler. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. Yeah. So if you look at um DHI over a long period of time, uh, we got into a number of different verticals or industries because, right, that was, that's our specialty is focusing on professionals in industries that need to be served in a particular way. Mm-hmm. The world continues to change. You guys know that. We know that. Um, and what we decided, you know, over the last year or so as we really tried to refine our focus and figure out where we can win, um, we just identified a couple of places. One of them, and, and the key to what we're doing now is a focus on skills. We, you know, we have a lot of competitors, some really big, some smaller, some are specialists. Most of the big ones are generalists. Our place is to focus on skills. And so we really have now refined 
uh, ourselves to focus on the tech professional in, in a couple of different industries. So we have eFinancial Careers, which is, as you guys know, fintech so hot now. Uh, and technology in, in uh, financial organizations is really hot. So we have that. We have the security clearance business, which is on fire. We can talk about that separately. And we identified a few places where uh, they really didn't fit. And so we're we're in the process now of taking healthy careers, rig zone, H careers, which focuses on hospitality, and biospace, which focuses on pharma and life sciences, and looking for new homes uh, for them where they can grow and thrive in a different environment so we can get back to the real focus on skills. And so, yes, we, we announced in May that we were uh, going to do that. And, and we're in that process now. And, you know, who knows where it ends up. But uh, for now, it's uh, it's going along well. So, OK, okay so the, the, the divesting part actually encompasses e-financial careers and clearance jobs, correct? No, no. Those are part it of the business. Okay, nope. okay. So we go forward. So we go forward with... With DICE, we go forward with eFinancial Careers, we go forward with clearance shops, and we have a couple other things uh, that we've been doing. Uh, open Web is a big part of it. We can talk about Open Web uh, separately. Uh, we have a service called uh, Lengo, where we're using Open Web data to ultra-target people with specific skill sets, specific interests in places where they are. So it's not you know going to Facebook or going to Twitter alone and buying access to a number of people that are like this. Lango is, I'll find you these people. Tell me the skills, tell me the employer, tell me the location, tell me whatever you want. We'll find those people for you and put a, a recruitment message in front of them. So th that's an example of one of the things as a company we're doing, but but back to the core, it, we're going forward with the three brands. Gotcha. Gotcha. Hey, Mike, there was um, some more or less popular consensus, even among uh, the two guys you're talking to now, that that Dice had put itself up for sale um, a few months back, and then sort of took itself off the market. And the I guess the sense was that no one wanted to buy buy you guys. Was that a fair uh, commentary or not? Yeah, I, well, no one did. So I think in the end, um, at that time, no one uh, came forward with an alternative that the board on behalf of the shareholders thought was the best way to go forward to maximize value for them. But we, we did explore um, strategic alternatives, as a phrase is used pretty commonly. If you go back uh, almost a year, uh, nine, 10 months, when we announced we were going to do that, um, if I remember the order correctly, uh, Monster had just been sold. LinkedIn had just announced that they were sold and CareerBuilder was either had announced or about to announce that they were looking for strategic alternatives. You roll forward um, nine months, LinkedIn's owned by Microsoft, Mon Monster's been subsumed into Randstat and CareerBuilder's um, now been sold uh, to a private equity group uh, with some other partners. And, and, you know, as a public company, we're kind of the last... Uh, person standing, so to speak. And so one of the things we want to do on behalf of the shareholders is say, is, is there a better alternative? And what we kind of came to the conclusion as we talked to a number of people, and there were a number of um, entities uh, in, engaged with us over time, is that we had, we had a strategy that we had just identified to focus on tech and focus on skills. Uh, and again, we could talk about that separately, but focus on that. And we needed to enact that and create more value and so some of the conversations were, yep, I believe in that. Uh, interesting. Let's see you do it. And so we're in the process of doing it. And I think that's where we ended up. So there certainly was no transaction for the shareholders um, 
the, the, the phrase, no one wanted to buy us. I mean, technically, no one did. But I, I think it's a, as a phrase, it's fine. But I'm not sure that's literally what happened. So is it is it is it fair to say it's somewhat scary when you see a LinkedIn, which is more of a social platform, or at least, you know, it, that's the way it, it's classified per se. Social network sells for twenty six billion dollars. And you guys are more in kind of like the vertical with Monster and Career Builder and they go for half billion. I mean, it's 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 a huge difference between the two and going to market saying, hey, look, we'd like to get some of that LinkedIn dollar, but there's no way in hell we're going to get it because we're more like career builder and monster than uh, than uh, our guys over at LinkedIn. What are you guys doing to either change that narrative or just embrace it? Yeah, look, I think let's start with LinkedIn did a fabulous job of building that business uh, over a number of years, and all the credit in the world should go to them. They certainly extended themselves into all walks of life from a recruitment and sales standpoint, right? So they do things other than recruitment, uh, which is part of the value. Uh, there's a tremendous amount of value in the data they have around uh, sales and CRM. And my own view over time, which I think was confirmed through Microsoft buying it, is that ultimately, CRM value was probably higher than human capital management value as it related to the data that LinkedIn has. When you look at Monster and Career Builder, you know, they're certainly impacted by the uh, LinkedIn like we have been, uh, the onset of uh, aggregators, principally Indeed, um, who have a huge impact on the generalists. I think when you look at it, if we're looking at it from a shareholder stock price, equity value standpoint, you know, there's a number of things we need to do and we're in the process of doing that that return more value. If you're talking about the value of the uh, service we provide, we provide a different service. We are absolutely tech focused. We are absolutely skills focused. Um, so where the generalists tend to be um, focused on job titles and job path, we're focused on here are the skills you have, here's the next skill you can um, acquire, this is what the value of that is to you, because we don't think that exists in the marketplace from a recruitment standpoint. So, I mean, with LinkedIn, I mean, LinkedIn is really a huge data play, right? I mean, there's so much data and it's so rich and, and I mean, users are creating data every single day. Dice has been around for what, 20 years plus or yeah, so? 1990. Yeah. So, I mean, why hasn't DICE pivoted in that direction to be able to become more of a community um, like a GitHub or something of that nature? Because there is huge value when it comes to not just being able to connect, but to be able to also generate content to continue to engage the same community that you are trying to obviously trying to serve. Yeah, no, it's a totally valid question. I think uh, LinkedIn had the benefit of having created that community before they uh, determined how to monetize it, which was through online recruiting, right? So that, that started, if you go back uh, 10 or 12 or 14 years, uh, whenever it was, they, they started that didn't generate any revenue, and then they latched on to online recruitment because um, everybody knows uh, recruitment um, is a pretty lucrative business. And so that's how they monetize themselves. Um the, the big generalist historical job boards weren't able to do that. I think for us, taking a recruitment platform and being able to add that on is more difficult than starting that way. So GitHub or Stack didn't start that way. Uh, they started as um, 
ways to interact with people about a specific thing. And now they've added some recruitment elements. They're not very big recruitment players, but they've added some recruitment elements. What we've done with OpenWeb is gotten the benefit of using publicly available inf- information, including from those places, and optimizing the uh, ability to find those people efficiently for recruiters. So the Open Web service goes out and gets information that's publicly available from 200 plus sources and makes the recruitment process more efficient. So we have that data. Um, from a, an interaction uh, on a professional standpoint, uh, Clearance Jobs, I think, has done a, a pretty good job of, of building a community where security cleared professionals can interact with recruiters in a community forum. And so we're looking to that as a model to see how we can do that in tech. Um, so, so as a company, we do have that. Mike, I assume the open web was, was sort of a reaction to this, but I'm, I'm, I'm curious as to how much uh, sourcing has impacted your business. So the, the profession of instead of posting a job, uh, let's hire people that can, that can scour the web and find who we're looking for. What impact has that had on the business? Well, part of that, honestly, is the history of DICE. So the impact's been positive for years because that was the historical uh, way that that DICE started. So if you go back, at the risk of going back into the early 90s, I mean, DICE started as an online bulletin board platform where uh, contractors who were working on a gig somewhere and were going to be done with that assignment in three weeks could put a profile of themselves up so so a, a contractor or a consulting firm who had an engagement they needed to fill could go find somebody, right? So what I'm describing sounds like online recruiting 25 years later, but that's how Dice actually started as an exchange uh, and people sourced. And over the years, the Dice service, we've always primarily sold as a combination of you can post jobs, but you can also access the database. So we people have been sourcing forever. What we did with OpenWeb the foundation of OpenWeb in 2012, when we really started working on it, was the natural tendency of recruiters is to go onto Dice or go onto wherever they are, find somebody's profile they like, either using a resume or a structured profile. And the next thing they did was they went to Google and they did a search for the person and they found somebody with a name and they probably found 100 people with the same name and they tried to sort through them. And they found other information that wasn't relevant to recruiting. And, you know, on page two or three, they found a profile of the person on uh, Stack. And then they went to Stack and looked at it. OpenWeb was uh, a way to source that information and put it in an environment that's geared towards looking at those people to make the recruiter more efficient. So OpenWeb was a... more a reaction to trying to make recruiters' lives more efficient than it was to sourcing because we were already in sourcing. So you're you're using technology to be able to go out to the web, open web, and really proactively look for individuals who are out there instead of trying to attract them back to to Dice. So really changing the model as in going out to the web, doing search that way as opposed to spending dollars and doing outreach to have them engage you on dice.com? I would say in addition, not not instead of or as opposed to, it's an addition. So Dice today gets uh, roughly 2 million unique visitors a month. I mean, you put that in the context of there's roughly seven, six to seven million tech professionals mm-hmm. in the U.S. Right. So our, you know, I don't want to say we're getting a third of them because there, there's customer usage, there's other things, but that we get about two million unique visitors come to Dice right. 
each month. So it's not a, as opposed to what we're doing is we're supplementing. And and when the world thinks about, and I know you guys know active and passive, right? We, we, right. we don't really like it because we don't think people are in one bowl or the other. It's, it's a continuum. But if you put it in those terms, what we're doing is we're getting information that, again, it's publicly available, but we're creating a profile around somebody because there's pieces of or nuggets of information in different places, mm-hmm. we're putting it together into a profile. So here's the person's skills. Here's where they've worked. Here's where they're located. Here's what their interests are. And now a recruiter can say, well, I have this resume and I have some structured data there. And then I can either supplement it with other information about this person or I could find other people that haven't raised their hand. So the way we look at it, and going back to the divesting uh, you know, having seven brands in seven verticals or specialty areas uh, with seven destination sites proved to be a lot more work going forward in the new world. But ne- when you think about where we are today, what we're doing is we're identifying for you people who meet your needs, whether they're coming to Dice, whether they have been on Dice, or whether they're somewhere else, we'll help you find them. That's gotcha. the service we provide. Well, take a take a look at your comp score numbers, right? So I'm looking at your comp score numbers right now, and the big the the traffic not really you know not not really a big blip on my radar. The biggest issue that I'm seeing is your mobile traffic, your percentage of mobile traffic versus the overall traffic. And we're talking about techies. We're talking about a, an age when everybody is engaging on their mobile phone. And I mean, in what we're seeing, typically around anywhere from 40 to 50% uh, of engagement on mobile phones and in most general platforms, you guys are falling well below that. So why are we seeing less engagement on the mobile side versus your just your traditional engagement on, uh, on, the, uh, on the desktop? Yeah, totally fair question. So I would say two, two broad things. One is I think we do we need to do a better job, and I can talk about our Dice Careers app in a moment. That's one. And two, I think while everybody uses mobile for a variety of things, um, tech professionals generally happen to be in front of their desktops or laptops or you know non-mobile, non-phone devices more than others. Wow. So uh, I led with the first one because I think we do need to do a better job of it. Uh, not to be defensive about it, but I think the second piece does have some impact in the way uh, people do what they do every day. And, and we have tech professionals working in front of um, uh, their desktops more so than others. On on the Careers app, one of the things that we've been very focused on over the last uh, 12 to 15 months is building out this Dice Careers app. And what we've done, back to our focus on skills, is we've made it much more around a, a – uh, a service that you can map what your career might look like based on skill sets. And so it's not an app that where you're walking down the street, you, you launch the app and it shows you five jobs that happen to be within a hundred yards of you. I mean, there, there is that element to it, but when you use it, it will talk to you about skills. These are the skills you have based on the data we have. These people have your skills, have these other skills. If you get if you have skill A, B, and C, if you add D, you'll make $5,000 more. And if you add E, you'll make another $4,000. And so what we're doing is we're, we're helping people think about the arc of their career. And, we, and we've had pretty significant growth in that usage to date, but we have ways to go. And so we're, we're ultra-focused on that. And we've now added some of those elements to the desktop. But uh, mo- mobile's uh, uh, an issue for us. 
But I think the app where we've developed and are really starting to push out is quite different in terms of how people use it because we want to have this engagement with people. We want to provide them a service, not just use it you know, to apply to a job yeah. as they're walking down the street. Yeah. Well, it's got to be more than just job search, right? It's got to be. Yeah. And, and it always is. And it doesn't start with job search. Yeah. Welcome, change agents, to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit, fuel your purpose, and connect us all. We believe in the incredible power of the human spirit, its boundless resilience, and the inspiration it brings to our lives. On the Driving Change podcast, we'll journey together through the extraordinary yet very relatable experiences of some of the most amazing people on earth. Our mission? That through these stories, we might just spark change within you and awaken a newfound motivation to harness your unique gifts to make a real difference in the world. So get ready to be inspired and join us on this incredible adventure. You can find the Driving Change Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you love listening to your favorite podcasts. Hey, Mike. <clears throat> Mike, piggybacking on that topic, um, the, the usability of your site, I would say, is, is still fairly old school. Um, you know, it feels very sort of mid-2000s. Um, a lot of the banner ad sizes and how they're they're delivered, um, you know, even in, in terms of pop-ups and things like that. Is that on by design? Are we can we expect um, an update an update at some point where it's a little more, uh, you know, 2017 with the website, or does that matter with your audience? Uh, I think to some element of them, it doesn't matter. To some uh, group of them. They prefer it that way because we, we do a fair amount of testing. Uh, we do some A-B testing and different elements. We've made some changes. We've uh, rolled some back. Um, it, it, it's certainly on the roadmap, the product roadmap, but we're always a little careful in balancing um, how we serve our traditional users who, who like the functionality and are used to the functionality. But we have a pretty robust effort around um, – product roadmap. And again, the, the site is one element of it. The service we provide is to help you find a role and help you manage your career. And on the recruiter side, it's to help you find people wherever they are. One of the things, it was funny because uh, Joel, I can't remember what year it was, but uh, Jason Goldberg talking about the skeletons of the past was talking about monster and usability back in what what year, Joel? What, what year was 07, that? 06, 07 probably. So, so 10 years ago, having this exact same discussion and when we're going to the, the DICE website, we're getting pop-ups. I mean, there's like this interstitial thing that's going on. And I know from being close and working with CTOs and developers and whatnot, nothing pisses them off more than that kind of stuff. So I, I, I'm, I'm hearing what you're talking about, how, yeah, they really don't mind and that kind of thing. Well, I mean, from the standpoint of usability, yeah, having a site that is very point-click, get to where you need to go nav-wise, but, uh, but having the interstitials or the pop-ups or things like that, I mean, from an engagement standpoint, um, I, again, that, I mean, that was 10 years ago, and it's still happening on, on Dice.com today. Yeah, I think uh, all that stuff's about relevancy. Um, if, if information somebody provides you is relevant, then it's helpful to you. If it's not, then it's awful, right? So you go back to uh, what you're referring to with monster back in the day was like T-Mobile ads or, you know, stuff like that. What we're, what we're serving you 
and I, and I fully respect the view, but what we're, what we're providing you is, is relevant information in, in a variety of different styles. But, uh, but I take the point. Gotcha. So as you're, as you're talking about, as you're talking about uh, delivering jobs within a hundred meters of somebody or something of that nature, uh, we saw that you guys were engaging uh, with the Google jobs API. Are you currently using the Google jobs API kind of a hundred percent on your, on your system to be able to allow you to do those types of things? Uh, or just tell us a little bit about the, about that partnership. Sure. So, um, so actually, we worked with Google in the alpha version of theirs, and there were three partners. Uh, there was one uh, who was a, a career site provider, um, which was Jibe. There was one that was a generalist, which was career builder, and there was one that was specialist, that was us. Um, we are working with them, continue to refine it. I think what you find with and, – and this got borne out in the launch when they, they did the demo with uh, career builder and the demo with us is – we're really good at search because our search is so targeted. So we don't have the issues by the natural filtering that Dice provides from it. It's only for tech people, right? So if you're not a tech person, you have no idea what Dice is. Right. You shouldn't be on Dice. Right. You've never found Dice. You've never heard of Dice. You don't want to be there. So uh, if I remember correctly, the one of the demos with CareerBuilder was server. Uh, and you know we've used examples like Java before, right? So if you're right. on CareerBuilder yeah. or a generalist Coffee. and you yeah. server, you're going to get a whole variety of things. Right. If you put in server, which is not the way people use our service, but if you put in server, right. uh, you'd get people who you know work with servers, servers right? Yeah. You're not, servers. not serving at IHOP or whatever else. Right. So, so what Google was do is was doing and is doing is refining a uh, search experience for the user that optimizes that. And to date, uh, it is not demonstrably different from our own search. So we're continuing to work with them on refining how people use search in our services, which is different because it's skills-based right. and people use generalists. So, you know, we've helped them. They help us. We're still working on how it gets refined for somebody like us. Uh, ultimately, I, I, you know, they're, this is, is a great understatement, right? But they're very good at what they do from that a search, search standpoint. Yeah. And I think there's value to be provided, but that value – is clearly today for generalists. So because you're using the 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 AI to right. determine whether you're talking about somebody who's a server at a restaurant or somebody who works on a server farm. Well, yeah, but okay, so this this API is going to be dedicated to you and the actual experiences and engagement that happen on your website, not on the hospitality website. So we're talking about dice versus your hospitality website, right? So, you know, I'm of the mind that if anybody does is going to do search best in the end, it's going to be Google and they're going to smoke everybody else who's out there. So let's say for instance, Dice, um, you guys are still working with them, but you have your proprietary system in place, but your competitors start using Google long-term. And this is where I think many of the job boards have fallen short. Long-term strategic vision, LinkedIn, that's long-term strategic vision versus monster career builder, not so long-term strategic vision, right? Is it smart to be able to, from a long-term standpoint, understand that Google is going to do search better than you? Just take that. It's going to happen. Let's go ahead, partner, get full in like career builder did, right? They are a general site. I totally get that. But they're going to do search better than Dice does. Why expend any type of resources at all on that part of your business? 
So I think they are likely to do search as good as we do in our uh, specialty and potentially better. It isn't there yet. Right. We've been helping them. They've been helping us. And I think that that is a possibility. But the search parameters around generalists are quite different than they are around specialists. Mm -hmm. And until, until that manifests itself, we keep doing what we're doing. So are you doing A-B testing with them right now? Just so that, because I mean, the, yes, their, the their, yes. their machine, their machine learning is going to learn from your, the experiences that your users have. Right. So, I mean, that's over and over and over. So therefore, I mean, it, yeah, it, it's more general out of the box, but it's actually, it's, it's, the machine learning is, is there to be able to cater to the experiences and the history that our behavior that your job seekers have. So again, yeah, the I'm value s- that, sorry, the value they provide to us is the machine learning they get from other places. Right. Well, we, we do our own just fine. And the AB testing to date doesn't show significant difference. Gotcha. Yeah. Just I'm, I'm, I, I'm, look, I'm a big believer. Most of what they do is fabulous. And it's one of the reasons why we've worked with them for it's uh, it's almost a year now. Yeah, we've been engaged with them, um, and I think if you ask them, I'm going to be careful about this not overstate it, but I think <laughs> if you ask them, I think they would say they learned quite a bit from us. Yeah, which is very good. That's and, and we've learned from them. Yeah, but we need we need to get we need to get it to a point where it provides value in a specialist world, and and you know we could, we could spend a whole separate session on this yeah. but you know search search there's a lot of nuances to search right yes um and the algorithms this is why they've been very successful there, there's deep learning within the algorithms mm-hmm. but the the theirs is tuned to date on a variety using a variety of things ours is tuned to skills and the interaction of skills their theirs is tuned slightly differently today we we're working with them to continue to think about how they tune it mm-hmm Gotcha. Gotcha. Joel. And in the end, I, I agree with you. Hey, Mike, want to, want to uh, bring up the elephant in the room, I guess, um, in terms of, of your stock price. Um, it's no secret that it has gone down significantly. Um, even in the last year from around $8 to today, it's uh, around hovering around $2. That's obviously a, a reaction to no growth or stagnant growth or, or declining growth. I, I'm curious in, in terms of your opinion of, you're not alone. Um, you know, Monster has had similar, you know, the same kind of um, um, activity or decline. What's what's what is the job board industry going to do to get growth back as a as a industry? And how is Dice going to get back to growth um, so shareholders can see that stock price going back up? Yeah. So I think um, I'll give you an answer that's. Uh geared a little bit towards the question, but a little bit more expansive. So the job board industry, you know, we think about as online recruitment industry, right? So the online recruitment industry is growing and there's a lot of people getting dollars and there are traditionalists losing dollars, which is what was happening with, um, with Monster uh, specifically and has happened with us uh, to, a, to a far lesser extent. Um, our focus is on skills and we believe that providing value to the professional and engaging the professional on an ongoing basis will have much more value to us over time. And that's how we'll return the business to growth. Um, 
finding that balance between serving the employer and recruiter and serving the professional is is always a challenge. You talked about interstitials. There's other elements of of how you provide that um, and and how you try to manage that balance. We're going to get the balance more towards serving the professional, providing them the professional information, getting them using our service more routinely, engaging with content, uh, whether it's data or other information or articles, whatever the content is. And, and that we believe will provide more value to them, which will make them more recurring users, which will bring more customers back to us. So I think generally speaking, when we talk about job boards, traditional ones have lost share, but online recruiting in general has grown and the pie is there uh, to be taken on the, on the question of the stock price, you know, there's a number of things that go into it. Our, our performance is the number one thing, and, and we need to turn the performance of the business. There's other elements. There is um, with our strategy, people are waiting to see us execute on the strategy. So the people who who were shareholders that didn't want to wait to see that happen got out, and there weren't enough people that are looking to make um, the investment today. Right, so you have a supply demand imbalance. You have uh, from a market cap standpoint, once you reach a certain threshold, the people who held in certain funds that invested in one style have to get out. And if you don't have enough of the new ones to get in, they get out at any cost. And so there are a number of elements that go into the stock price. The leading one is performance of the business. But when we turn the performance of the business, we'll, we'll be just fine. Yeah. Stock price will take care of itself. So what um, – go ahead. Chad and I talk a lot about automation and AI on the show, um, which I didn't hear in your answer. Um, your answer sounded a lot of you know stick to the, stick to the course, tighten things up, uh, expand you know some of the offerings. But um, is automation and AI part of your growth strategy? Um, and just what are sort of your general thoughts on those trends in terms of how it's going to affect how it's how it will impact uh, recruitment? Uh, yeah, sorry. I, I, I didn't use AI as a term, but the nature of what we do in terms of the learnings around how people search, what they're looking for, uh, marrying skills. So if you, if you look at the site today and you go into some of the resources on the site, there are, we, we've used, um, AI to look at how skills relate with themselves. So, uh, so you're right. I didn't use the term before, but so much of what we do is based on machine learning about the interaction of skills and roles and companies. And, you know, we could tell you where uh, people who went from uh, left one company, where they were most likely to go. We could tell you when people moved out of a region, where are they most likely to go or people who moved into a region where they were most likely came from. So I, I would say, I guess, honestly, my style is not to throw out AI and machine learning, but we, we do it as a natural part of what we do. Yeah, it's the sexy stuff. I mean, that's a, right now, it's the bright and shiny, right? Google's talking about AI first. They used to be mobile first. We're, we're hearing AI being thrown around all over the place, even when it isn't even AI. So yeah, it was, uh, it was, it, it's, it's, it's always interesting to hear that. So well, some it, of it, some of it is a, yeah, exactly. Or it's I, you know, it's, <laughs> um, uh, it's it's just artificial. Yeah, it's, it's not intelligence. It, it, well, it's, it's actually bullshit, is what you're saying, right? That's exactly that's exactly <laughs> I, what I'd say. I, I didn't I didn't use that phrase. That's okay. That's what I'm here for. So so tell me a little bit about Hacker Earth. I mean, you guys have a partnership. Uh, to, if you could tell our our audience who Hacker Earth is and how does that partnership uh, help Dice? 
Sure. So Hacker Earth's a, a business uh, based in India that's developed, uh, I think they're now at 19,000 questions um, that they put into assessments. Um, and we in, so we've made an investment in the company. So we're, we're a shareholder in that company. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we are essentially a reseller uh, for them in the US. But the reseller arrangement really is when we look at how can we help companies, how can we make them more efficient, helping companies identify whether you are good at the skill, not just that you have the skill, mm-hmm. is one of the top three things we found that companies wanted. So we've done a bunch of surveys of uh, both internal and external. Uh, and that's the number one thing is, you know, I can find somebody who says they have the skills. How do I know that the person has the skills? And so uh, Hacker Earth's created these assessment um, tests uh, where you can have somebody uh, answer a bunch of questions or do a bunch of things that determine whether they are good at it. What we're also doing is working with them to identify how we can use that for the professional as well. So today we sell the service to our customers or provide the service to our customers, mm-hmm. which they pay for it, yeah. um, in, in an arrangement with them. But we're also looking at how, how can we help the professional. And so that you'll hear more about that. Uh, over the next couple months. Okay. Mike, one more question from me. Uh, curious about global growth and opportunity for you. Talk about that. Sure. So um, so if you look at the company, um, once we divest the businesses and we have the three brands, uh, Clearance Jobs obviously is a U.S.-based organization. Um, there probably is opportunity for security clearance outside the U.S., but I'm not sure the opportunity is that great because I don't think any uh, – uh, market for people with security clearances as dysfunctional as the U.S. market is, which which helps us, right? So we, one of the things we, we generally love about that business is the supply and demand is controlled by the same entity, uh, and they keep increasing demand and reducing supply uh, to proportions now that are totally out of whack, but it's a story for another day. Uh, Even Edge Careers is a business that 85% of it is outside North America, so that business actually was uh, founded in London and is really strong in in the UK, Germany, France, then Singapore, Hong Kong, uh, a couple other markets, less so in the US. But you, So that's a business um, that's important part outside. And then DICE, uh, besides being in the US, we're in the UK and Germany. Um, we certainly have designs to be in other markets with DICE or a tech-focused service. Uh, there's other markets in uh, continental Europe, certainly Eastern Europe, mm-hmm. uh, clearly Asia, what we're in the process of doing now is figuring out what's the best route to go. We don't think taking the DICE-like service that it is today in the three core markets, US, UK, and Germany, and just replicating that in Southeast Asia or France or Eastern Europe. We think we can use elements of some of the things we do like open web, where we have profiles, right? So open web has today roughly 200 million profiles uh, 18 million of which are tech or tech focused and the rest are other um, others, uh, non-tech. Um, we can use the Lengo service I described before as a way to reach people in those markets. So we're in the process of that now. So, you know, being a global provider of tech uh, is really important to us. Determining how best to enter those markets is really what we're focused on now. Gotcha. One last question for me. This is the big one. I get the big question. Get ready. Take a sip of your coffee. Okay, so this weekend, big, big event happening. 
is is Money Mayweather going to win, or is uh, the notorious McGregor going to win the fight? I, I uh, I'm going to say Mayweather because I I don't know how McGregor adapts to boxing. Good answer. Very good answer. Now in the cage, I, I honestly don't know. I, I don't know enough about it. Yeah, in the cage, in the cage, it's an entirely different scenario. But he's going to be wearing, not to mention, he's going to be wearing eight ounce gloves, which means his hands are going to be that much faster. And uh, yeah, McGregor's got a lot of talk, but we'll see. We'll see what happens in the ring. So yeah, I give him. I don't know. Is he going to try to? Ki- is he going to try to kick him once? I I, don't, I actually don't. You know, I don't <sighs> even know how he. I, I, I'll throw out I'll throw out the conspiracy that that Mayweather's going to take a fall and there's going to be two more fights no and way. they'll both walk with a billion dollars each. Never yep, way. that could that could be. Well, I tell you, right. one thing I don't see happening is Mayweather ever getting in a cage. <laughs> no, <laughs> ever. That, that that I think is probably right. Yeah. Well, speaking well, of getting in a cage, Mike, we we appreciate your time and and coming to speak to us. Uh, take some balls, and we appreciate it, man. No, I'm glad you guys had me. I appreciate the time. Thanks Thanks. so much. All right. Talk to you soon. This has been the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single show. And check out our sponsors because they make it all possible. For more, visit HireDaily.com. Oh, and you're welcome. You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.